Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, episode 26 for you ahead of UFC Vegas 18. We got a good lineup for you. We're first going to be joined by the former UFC lightweight champion, future Hall of Famer, just a legend of the sport, Frankie Edgar, to preview his co-main event fight against Corey Sainag. And we got Frankie on Friday evening. I really appreciate him taking his time. He's obviously starting the weight cut, so he wasn't too chatty, but it's still really good talk on what this fight uh, what this fight means for him. Obviously, remember, he was supposed to fight Sandhagen in his bandweight debut at UFC Rally in January 20, uh, January 2020. obviously didn't come to fruition because he took that Korean zombie fight, got knocked out, ended up making his uh, bandweight debut this summer, beat Pedro Munoz, split decision, really close fight, but a, but a really good performance from Edgar. Proved he really belongs at bandweight with that one. If he can go out and beat... Corey Sanhagen, I fully expect him to fight for the belt next time out. We're then joined by Diego Ferreira to preview his fight against uh, Benil Dariush. This is a rematch they fought in 2014. This is a phenomenal fight. I'm really looking forward to this one. This is a pivotal fight for both these guys. Both these guys have had a hard time fighting guys ranked above them. Ferreira had a tough 2020, submitted Anthony Pettis, then didn't fight since then. That UFC 246 card, the one Connor knocked out Cowboys. So obviously, it's been a bit of a layup, but this is a fight he really wants to get back. He thinks he's better than Darius. He's excited to prove it. So that was a really good chat. We're then joined by Cody Stamen to preview his fight against Andre Ewell. He was supposed to face Marab Devalishvili on this card. Devalishvili got COVID. Stamen wanted to just get another fight, and he hasn't fought since that short notice lo- decision loss to Jimmy Rivera, which he's really disappointed about that fight. That fight, he said, that just wasn't him. It was kind of... He got up off the couch. It was kind of offered to him on a week and a half notice, flying out to Abu Dhabi. So he took it, but he has no regrets about that. But he's really here to prove this, who he is in this fight. And he thinks he can really dominate Andre, whether it's on the ground or the feet. We're then joined by Andre Will to preview his short notice fight against Cody Stamen. Will doesn't think this is a short notice fight, although it's only two weeks notice. It's a fight I broke for BJ Penn. But I, Will said this is a fight that he's been training for ever since his last one for a fight he thought he was going to get one on that december night uh, the december 19th card obviously that didn't come to fruition but gets a tough test in 13th rank cody uh cody stamen and then finally we're joined by mike rodriguez to preview his fight mike's coming off that terrible loss to ed herman not terrible for mike rodriguez's standpoint but just terrible with the ref i'll say he tko ted her ed herman a good shot to the body the ref thought it hit uh ed herman in the in the cup Time was called then in the third round, and Herman goes out and snits Mike Rodriguez. So Mike's really just looking forward to getting past one. We also talked to Mike about video games. He's a big gamer. I played video games myself, so we were just uh, just chatting about what some of the video games he's playing. So, but that was a really fun chat. But I hope you guys enjoy this uh, episode. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you all for listening. All right, we're joined by UFC bandway Frankie Edgars, who's co-headlining a show coming up here. Frankie, how's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, obviously. Co-main event here against Corey Sandhagen. And this was the guy you were supposed to make that Bantamweight debut against last uh, January. It kind of comes full circle. Like, do you always know you were eventually going to fight him? Yeah, I imagine we were going to cross paths. You know, going down 35, he's a top contender, one of the best in this weight class. And, you know, always want to fight the best. So I figured uh, we would eventually cross paths. Yeah. After he went over Munoz, a lot of people thought, you versus Dominic Cruz, you versus TJ Dillashaw, some of these legend fights, like you versus Aldo again at 35. Did any of those interest you, or did you always want to fight these top contenders? I mean, yeah, those, those fights will always interest me. You know, uh, guys that have history and, uh, you know, um, you know, accolades like that. I mean, those are definitely fights that interest me as well. But, you know, I definitely want to be, a, you know, a world champion. And, you know, fighting guys that are ahead of me is really where I want to be. 
And Corey Sandhagen returned to the win column, knocked out Marlon Marais, a guy you know pretty well. So what did you take away from that win? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good win, man. You know, I know how good Marlon is. I trained with him on a day-to-day basis back in, you know, for a very, very long time. Uh, I thought Marlon did a good job. I think he got caught, you know, standing in front for, for a second and got froze up. Marlon does a very, very good job of picking up kicks, you know, probably some of the best that I've ever seen. So it was surprising that he was able to get that off. But, uh, you know, anything can happen in a fight. And Sandhagen striking is obviously very good, but we saw against Sterling, he got caught early in the grappling. As part of this fight is to use your wrestling, because everyone knows how good your wrestling is. I mean, you know, I always try to use my wrestling in fights, and, um, you know, I wanted to use wrestling in my last fight, and I, I didn't, I wasn't able to as much there. So, you know, of course, that's always the plan, but you never know what's going to happen uh, come fight night. Yeah, cutting back down to 35, are you expecting an, another easy cut? I know the first time you were, you were kind of worried, not too worried, but kind of just dreading having to cut weight again. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been smooth. It's been pretty much, you know, quite uh, quite the same as last time. Uh, I'm already very, very close. I'm, I'm right where I, where I need to be, honestly. And not having to fight five rounds. I know you kind of wanted that bandweight debut to be three rounds, ended up getting pushed back to five rounds. Now at three rounds, like how much better do you think you're going to feel? Because now you can go three hard rounds at 35 because you already know you can go five rounds at 35. Yeah, you know, uh, three rounds is cool. Five, you know, we get paid the same three rounds or five rounds. So, you know, I don't mind doing three rounds. You know, I'm definitely a five round fighter. I do think that. Um, But, you know, three rounds, I'm going to really be able to have my, you know, foot on the gas the whole time, really push that pace. How, how do you see this fight playing out? Because Corey is obviously a very good striker. You have some good striking, good wrestling. Like, it seems like a very like exciting fight for the fans. Yeah, I think this is going to be exciting. You know, new blood versus some old blood. And uh, his style is very exciting. I'm not going to have to look for this guy. He comes forward, too. And, uh, yeah, we're going to meet in the middle, and we're going to clash. And he's obviously one of those top-ranked guys. Like, if he beat Sterling, he would have been fighting for the belt. So what do you think a win over Corey does for you? Yeah, I think a win over Corey gets me a title shot. You know, uh, I think this is a perfect fight to, to catapult me into that title and, uh, you know, make my reign here at 35. And you're obviously fighting about a month before the Bantamweight title fight, too. So that sets you up on a perfect time for him to fight the winner. Exactly, man. The timing is right. You know, I got to go in there and put a stellar performance in and, uh, you know, really turn some heads. You're a big underdog here. It seems like your last couple of fights, like even against Munoz, you're a big underdog. What's with everyone not kind of giving you this respect? I'm used to it, man. It's kind of the since, since the very beginning. Uh, I don't know many fights where I've been the favorite, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm the undersized overachiever, and I love it, man. I relish in it, and uh, it don't matter to me. Every every fight I've been in, I, to me, I'm, I'm not the underdog. I feel like I'm going to win, and there's this is no different. Is it kind of weird that Corey Sandhagen's considered one of these long guys for bantamweight, like uh, with a big reach, but he only has a two-inch reach advantage on you because you're so used to fighting guys with massive reach advantage that his length and size won't really be a factor. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, you know, it's just gonna have some some complications. Of course, it's gonna you know present me some things. But uh, I fought you know Oliveira, I fought Yair, I fought Max. You know, I, I do well uh, against these tall guys. And. Obviously, you former lightweight champion, you fought for the belt at featherweight, but if you win this one, it seems like the title shot is next. What would that mean to you and your legacy if you get a sh- another shot of fighting for belt and become a two-division champion? I mean, that, that would just, you know, put everything to, you know, make, make it, it makes everything worth it, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I lost that title in 2012, and I, I've been come close to number, numerous times, you know, at a different weight class, and here I am, my third weight class. 
you know, come February 2nd, it's going to be uh, 14 years uh, in the UFC. And, you know, to, to be fighting the best competition over over uh, 14 years and, and not one, not two, but three weight classes, that, that says something. And Corey Sandigan's only ever been been finished once. That was a quick submission by Sterling. So do you think a stoppage win adds a bit more to win and really cements your case for that next title shot? Yeah, absolutely. You go out there and you put someone away, that, that definitely puts a, puts, puts, puts a stamp on the fight and really puts everybody on notice. And this is back at the Apex, just missing that Fight Island experience. I know you're supposed to go there with Munoz. Are you glad it's in Vegas or, or did you wish you were going to be heading out there? I'm glad it's in Vegas, man. Uh, the flight, the, the quarantine, all that stuff, you know, it would be a great experience. You know, I'm sure later on after you, you know, you, you relish back on some of, some of the, the experiences. But, um, yeah, th- this makes life a little easier for me. And smaller octagon, too, at the apex. It kind of favors grapplers. Do you think that's going to be a big advantage for you where you're not – I guess he comes forward anyways, but you're not going to have as much room for to close the distance. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter. If, if you're a good fighter, you should be able to win and, uh, you know, win win on a football field or win in a telephone booth, you know what I mean? So uh, the best guy usually wins. Although I do, if I if I think back to all my fights, uh, I think every single one of my fights in a small octagon, I actually won fight of the night, and I don't believe I, I've lost any fights in a small octagon as well. And your last fight, obviously, a really close one against Pedro Munoz. I actually thought you edged that out, so... After that fight, like, what were your main takeaways? Obviously, Bantamweight debut, a really close fight, like five rounds with one of the top guys. Yeah, I was happy with my performance. Um, obviously, I look back, there's some things that I could have done better uh, that maybe made it a little easier. But, uh, I mean, Pedro's no joke, man. He's been on top for a while. So, that just definitely showed me that that I belong fighting the best guy still. Do you think there's a bit of your wrestling at Bantamweight is going to play a bit more factor just because you're not going to be outsized you're not going to be edge strength is that 55 45 a lot of those guys were a lot bigger and stronger than you yeah i do you know i mean less mass uh is easier to, to push back and uh, and maybe you know grab guys hold guys down so uh yeah this this, this will definitely uh coming down to, four, to 35 i think uh you know just kind of lets lets my my career go a little longer here you've been pretty active as of late obviously you had that stretch after the Ortega and Swanson, where you're just kind of waiting for that title shot. And then since then, you've been active. This kind of what you like is fighting every, what, four or five months? Yeah, ideally, you know, uh, I, I guess I fight two times a year. It's probably like, uh, ends up being like, uh, you know, five in, in, in two years, something like that. But um, yeah, if I can be active, that, that's the way to go. I think active fighters, it, it just makes life easier. And then if you get your hand race here, is it basically wait for a title shot like even if some other fights you think are interesting you'd kind of wait until that title yeah i don't know well i really got to see how this plays out and uh and what the landscape looks after this fight and obviously after the title fight um but yeah i mean if i feel like the title is really close and you know i'll sit back and wait for it but if i gotta fight another fight then then so be it you know i want to do want to be active You've already done one of these like COVID fight weeks once, so it's just with everything different. So how much better do you think more prepared you can be for this one, knowing what fight week is like and knowing what how you have to train and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, just having the experience of doing it once before definitely helps you the, the second time around. Um, honestly, the whole getting ready for COVID or getting ready for a fight during COVID, you know, it has its challenges, but also has its benefits. You know, I don't have to worry about going out to dinners and going out to missing weddings and stuff like that. You know, there's really not much to do. I go home, I, I, I train, I go home and that's about it. You've already had success bandwidth. So do you kind of think you've been a 35 year entire career? I probably have been, you know, uh, 
I really weigh pretty much the same as I did when I fought at 55. Uh, my body just looks better when I get down. I'm a little more ripped, and, uh, and that's always good for the pitchers. <laughs> that just adds to your legacy even more that you won a championship about 20 pounds, like two weight classes more than what you really should have been fighting at. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that puts a feather in my cap. You know, I don't know how many people really say that. Um, you know, I, I really fought at my natural walk around weight. I used to eat uh, the morning of weigh-ins, you know. So, uh, I mean, that you know, I, on fight night, I still weighed 155. These dudes probably weighed 75. 39 years young. You don't really see many 39-year-olds getting up there to a title shot. So what's, what's been the key to your success of having this much success so late in your career? Uh, you know, I just think the, just being consistent, you know, and uh, constantly being on top of the game. I never take too much time off. Even if I don't fight, I'm in the gym trying to get better, trying to help my teammates. And uh, and just the people I keep around me, man. I really had the same coaches I've had since day one. And uh, that definitely keeps you grounded and keeps you focused on, on, on what we need to get done. Have you been looking at Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling just to get some preparation? Or is it just fully, solely focused on Corey and after the fight you'll turn to them? Yeah, I'm just worried about Corey, man. He's uh, it's a tall enough mountain to climb, and uh, I don't want to get distracted looking looking past him because uh, you know my hands are full on uh, on Saturday night. And fighting on Super Bowl weekend, obviously, this is a pretty big card. So, what's it like to be on this? I'm surprised you weren't the main event, though. Yeah, you know, um, it's always good to be on the big cards. Uh, Super Bowl weekend, I, like I said, I, I made my debut on Super Bowl weekend back uh, back in '07. So here we are, 14 years later. Uh, you know, a little bit older, a little bit more uh, wiser, I think, and uh, and we get to go do it again. Uh, just two more things I want to ask on is obviously T.J. Dillashaw is eligible to fight again. What do you kind of expect from him when he makes his return? Two years off, a long layoff after the Usada suspension, all that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Dillashaw is a great athlete. He, he's uh, he's obviously been in the gym the whole time. I'm sure he's not going to really skip a beat, but uh, you know, I mean. You never know if you how long he was doing steroids or EPO or whatever he got caught with, and uh, you don't know if, if if he was doing it for a while while he was competing, and now he can't. I don't know if that's going to mess with his head or not. But you know, he seems like he's a he's a uh, uh, he's a hell of an athlete, so I'm sure he's going to adjust. And you become champion of bantamweight. UFC comes to you and says, "Frankie, you pick your first uh, defense against these three guys. What one of you guys more do you like? See, beating Aldo again at 35." Beating Cruz or beating Dillashaw? Mm, that Aldo one might sound a little juicy to me, man. To kind of get back some revenge. Two fights, you know, that 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 one might might hold the cake. And just last thing, obviously, someone you were linked to is Conor McGregor. What do you make of his performance, obviously, getting knocked out? And what do you think he has to come back from this? Like, what do you think is next for him? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure he wants to fight uh, uh, Poirier again and, you know, Poirier wants to make some big money. I'm sure that's a good fight for him as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't really knock anybody. I'm just going to big up Dustin. I thought he had a great, great performance. Uh, it was good to see him win. He's a great guy. He's, he's helped me train in the past, and uh, I was very happy for him. Are you kind of mad that McGregor fight never came to fruition, or do you still think there's someday it might happen? Yeah, I'm, of course it upsets me, man. He's the, the most popular guy in, in our sport, and uh, – you know, anytime you can get in, in, in the cage with someone like that, you, you jump at that opportunity. But uh, I do think it's past. You know, he's only 55, maybe even 70 if he fights Nate or something like that. So, you know, I'm a couple weight classes down now. All right. Well, Frankie, thank you so much for the time again, man. I really appreciate it. Got it, Cole. Take care, buddy. You'll see lightweight Diego Ferreira, who's got a big rematch coming up soon. Diego, how's it going? Doing great, bro. Doing great. 
Um, like I just mentioned, a big rematch against uh, Benil Dariush. Was this a fight that you wanted? Yeah, it's a fight I, I wanted, you know, especially like to get to the ranks, you know. Uh, uh, I want to see if I really deserve to be there. And I think it's a good challenge. I know uh, we fought before, me and Darush, but uh, it, it wasn't way up, you know, like for our careers. And now I think it, uh, it's going to be a, a, a great a great fight because he come with like five wins. I come with six wins, six wins. And I think it's going to be a good fight up a fight. Yeah. And although you are ranked above him, we, like we talked about it, like a, what, like a month ago, I think we talked and you mentioned you've had a hard time getting fights and getting ranked guys who accept you. So like, did you have no problem having to fight behind you in the rankings? No, I, you know, I realized like something like this, like, it's just me, you know, uh, you have to go and achieve your goals, you know, especially because uh, it's it's my my uh, I think it's gonna be a challenge more than 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 a real fight for me because uh, uh, like how I got one fight of the year, you know, only you know when Darusha did three, you know, I have really hard time to get a, a fight. I did get the fights, but I never get through, you know, the the camp. Uh, a lot of things happening now. A lot of things that, uh, uh, is is it is going on in my life at the same time, especially the pandemic. You know, a lot of things going real bad. I, I was trying to get married. You know, I, I'm I'm already married, but I was gonna try to go to through the church. You know, my wife was pregnant. We lost the baby. You know, it was something like really affect me too. You know, like really caught me like off guard because. Of, once I was really dreaming having a girl. I have a boys right now, you know. And my dream was having like a girl, and and and, and she lost. We lost the baby, but um, it, it was one thing behind another one. And I think this is a challenge for me. This is a, like a way to push through, start my my 2022, uh, two, uh, 2021 the right way, you know. Uh, 2020 was really, uh, really affected me, you know, a little bit uh, personally. But uh, now's a new year, new challenge, you know. Start, start going hard, start going uh, uh, for my dream, and not because I'm fighting a low rank, but I'm still looking for uh, 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 the top, you know. I'm still looking for the title shot. This is, this is gonna be my, my time. And you were matched up against Drew Dober twice. Do you do you like this matchup more against <clears throat> against Dariush, who's obviously a bigger name than Dober, or do you wish that Dober fight was rebooked? I, I wish, you know, like I don't have no problem to fight uh, a Dober, you know, especially after right after uh, 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 I get a I, I get this this win with uh, Benel, you know. But uh, I always like to fight the, those guys because of those upper comers, like tough fighters, you know, and, and I like challenges on 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 my life, and and this is. It was it was supposed to be, you know, because uh, Dober was another cha uh, challenge fighter. He was coming up too, you know. He, he is coming up, and maybe maybe on on the way up we, we're gonna meet each other again. You and Benil fought in 2014. You obviously lost a decision. That was what your uh, first career loss. So like, it, what's it like to be able to fight him and kind of get that uh, kind of get that one back? I, I'm not really focused on 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 that one, you know, like a, about like rematch or anything. 
I'm thinking about right now. It's it's another fight, you know. It's more like fighting wise, but like when when we 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 face each other in the real, I have a short notice fight, you know, two weeks, uh, two or three weeks notice. Uh, I was in vacation at the time. Uh, I was I was not giving him skills, but I was uh, I'm, I was a uh, common fighter. You know, he was too. He got the challenge because he was getting waiting for another person. And in two weeks, like we change it up, everything. It, it's tough. I know because I did before, and uh, and for me, it's just one more fight right now. You know, is is good. You know, it's good to take these passes because he took my, the one th those things. My my first loss on on my uh, professional career. You know, but it's still good to to you know finish business like how I put in my last picture on my Instagram and. And you know that's that's how I think. You know, it's not about a, a grudge or anything. I just more about business, fighting, and do things we have to to get there in the cage and do what we have to do. You guys fought like six and a half years ago. Like, do you even look back at that fighter? Because you guys are two completely different fighters. I'm not really sure how much watching that fight back is really gonna help. No, no, I really don't look because, uh, uh, like the way I say, it was like you know. Short notice, uh, we 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 have a more grappling wise uh, uh, experience. <clears throat> Sorry, grappling wise experience. Not so much like now. Benel is completely different. Uh, a fighter like he's stand up. He's a uh, 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 he's he been knocking people out like crazy. Now I've been seeing all impressed me the whole time. Like the way he been finishing the guys, and uh, you know. We we got much more technical, you know, much more technical, uh, much more experience on our, our careers, and and just get me more excited, more to get my you know get my uh, 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 work done, you know, especially my Muay Thai, on my wrestling, on my boxing, because I want to do good, you know. He 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 have his time too already, you know, and I think this is my time the most because I'm really excited and just to see how improve. And watch that videos the, the 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 last time we, we fought is not gonna help. We we totally different fighter. How do you see this fight playing out? Just because you guys, Benio's obviously known as his uh, a grappler, but past few fights he's shown his striking. <clears throat> Sorry, his chin's gotten a lot better. Like that was a big concern for a while. You have underrated grappling. Your striking pressure is obviously impressive. Like, how do you see this fight playing out? Because I wouldn't be surprised this is a straight stand-up fight. I wouldn't be surprised this goes down to the ground. Like, what do you see playing out in this fight? Uh, I don't know. I'm I, I really I'm waiting for everything. You know, I, I I the the strategy we're building right now is to be waiting to grappling, uh, to to stand up. You know, to boxing, to do everything. But I think we, we really got to go hands up, you know. We got to stay on our toes and we got to go to the brawl. And, and I like that, that because, you know, for my last, not with the, the, the fight with Pettis, but the, the fight I fought in Abu Dhabi, you know, I think I, I, I kind of hang, put it good with the guy like high, like high uh, uh, stand-up fighter, you know. I kind of, I felt put it good and I think that's going to be the more or less the way it's going to go. What do you think a win over Benil does to you? Lightweight division is obviously so stacked. You're ranked in the top, and he's ranked below you. But but beating any ranked lightweight is obviously a big win. Uh, I think it's gonna be a big win for me because uh, uh, like it's my way up, you know. Like it's a chance I have to really get to to the top, and I think he feel like 
it's it's like I want to see it's gonna be more a challenge, you know, because if I really deserve to be on on that spot, you know, that's what I, that's what I, I'm thinking. Like that that middle, you know, to get through the rank and another one to like really if I deserve to be on that on that spot, you know, like I think it's those most uh, 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 things gonna be for me and. It's gonna be bumped me up a little bit more on the rank. I think that's what it was gonna do to me. Do you plan to call out anyone? Because to me, I think you beat Benil Dariush. For me personally, I think there's three fights that make sense: Paul Felder, RDA, and Tony Ferguson. I'd like to see the Ferguson fight the most, just because he's on a losing streak. He's obviously highly ranked. He's gonna need a step back in the rank. He's not saying you're a step back in competition, but rankings wise, you're a step back. And I think that one makes sense. It'd be a really entertaining fight. Yeah, I've been calling and calling out Paul Felder for the last what like two years, you know. Yeah. Like I, I know we now have I have a chance to like really get and engage with that with the UFC. But uh, you know, I, I wanna I, I'll be good to fight RGA or uh or Paul Felder. You know, Paul Felder come with two loss. I don't know how the heck he's still in front of me. You know, and but hey, I don't care. You know, I'll be a good challenge for me, RGA or Paul Felder between those. But my eye is more on uh uh I forgot sorry I forgot his name right now on uh he gonna fight Dan Hooker uh Michael Chandler Mike Chandler that guy he jumping in front of all of us you know it's not fair you know I personally for me it's uh, like a due respect but I'm not the boss I'm not I'm just an uh, employee but I'm looking for uh, more the most on that fight and just a few more things is. Obviously, like we mentioned, the rematch six and a half years made, but a big difference too is it's safe and training out Florida because that gym wasn't really around. So, what's that gonna? How big of a difference do you think that's gonna be? Exactly. Like, yeah, he's gonna make a big difference. He he been making a big difference in my career. You know, uh, I never have experience to have a, a a great coach like Coach Safe. He's pushing me. You know, really open my eye in all aspects of mixed martial art, and now I know. Uh, I gotta have a, a a big different, a big tool on 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 my side to make different to to reach my goals. Uh, just a few more things is obviously you only had that one fight over Pettis last year, so everything goes your way February sixth. Like, are you hoping let's make a quick turnaround, let's get two, three fights in twenty, three, four fights maybe even this year? Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to have at least like at least three, three fights of this year, you know, because uh, last year was not a good year for me, but this year. I'm gonna be a hundred ten percent focused just to be at least at least to be doing three fights of the year. And you're sharing a card with a teammate in Macy. I've seen you're supposed to share the card with Steven Peterson, but he's out. Well, what's that gonna be like being able to share a card with some teammates? Oh, uh, it's it's all great, you know. Like I I get excited because damn, like it's not so many times I've been uh see my teammates with me on the same corner, like the same room, you know, pushing ourselves up to train to to Calway. It, it's just getting me more excited to to represent my team, to represent my my my, my family, and with my team, just to make me more stronger, just make me more uh, dedicated and focused to 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 get the win. Your last two cards you fought on were probably two of the biggest ones they've done. You opened up the main card for Connor's return. The fight before you're you're fighting at when Habib and Poirier are fighting, like obviously the sold out crowd in Abu Dhabi. What's going to be the difference now? You go out there, there's going to be no fans because you're used to having, right when you were fighting, it was obviously the massive crowds, massive events. Like, is that going to be weird for you? 
Uh, I think so, you know, like, I kind of, like, take the nerves off a little bit, you know. I don't know how it's going to be, but uh, I would have been uh, one of my students be fighting a contender. It's kind of, like, it's different, you know. It feels the, 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 the pressure a little bit less, but the focus is the same. The goals are the same. But uh, it's going to be a little bit weird because you're not going to hear so much noise no more, you know. Like, it's good when the, the, the crowd pump you up and everything. But uh, 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 the the focus don't change, but I think it's gonna change a lot, change a little bit of more the pressure when you're walking through the, the arena, you know, to walk through the, the 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 cage. I think it's gonna take a little bit off the pressure, just there doing business and get out and have fun for like the next 15 minutes. Someone I wanted to ask about is obviously your last opponent, Anthony Pettis, left the UFC, signed with the PFL. What you make of that? Uh. For me, it's it it's more sad than happening, like happy, you know. Because then I, I thought he gonna finish more his career on the UFC, you know, getting stay there, like make a Hall of Fame and everything. But uh, he he's he's still a great fighter, you know. He's a young, you know, he's still young, and going to PFL, I hope like everything goes well for him, do do great over there. But for me, it's just more, you know. And, and take, I, I take like a little press too because it's like I took his spot. Now I have to make sure I guarantee the same dreams he did. You now be a champ. You now that's one of the most things I have on my fo focus and 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 the front of my eye is to get. I got this spot now. Let's see how how high I can climb the ladder. Are, are you glad this fight's in Vegas as opposed to going back out to Abu Dhabi? Yeah, I, I like I, I like Vegas, you know. Like uh, before that, oh, my dream fight in Vegas. I fought Anthony Pettis in my uh, 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 in Vegas. It was my dream fight in, uh, on on the city, and it wasn't my birthday. You know, everything goes well, and why not have the same experience? You know, and have the same uh, the same place is gonna be great than ever. And just last thing is obviously last time we talked, you also had a rough year with the gym. You had to force the your gym to shut down. Like, well, what's the update on that? Uh, exactly. Thank God, like everything goes well. Like we now we're in a, a bigger facility, you know, in, in South Texas, uh, uh, in Rio Grande Valley. I, I, uh, we, I ran another place because I was getting small, uh, too, too small. You know, people started really getting crowded now. Like, and now we're in a big facility. I'm super happy we have to close we we closed down another one but man things going really well my training you know my gym my team you know uh, I thought Forrest MMA I'm I'm so happy for all of this and, and my business doing really great thank you like my team thank you to my team first first of all because I could have do all this work especially through the fight camp and my team do it with me to move all the mats, move the cage, move everything in like in three days. And we did it. And now like, I'm super happy with that. Well, just one more thing is obviously, I don't think a lot of people realize you don't really live close to Fortis and Dallas. Like just let everyone know what your commute is to go down to Fortis. <laughs> yeah. I have tonight. I have to drive nine hours every, every another week to go to Fortis to train with, with coach. Uh, and I have to drive back. But with that, I have my, my two. I have my, my friends help me out to drive. But it's a long drive. Once in time, my friends cannot make because work and everything. I have to do everything by myself. 
driving nine hours, getting podcasts, stay like tuned, like stay focused because when we get there, it's war time, you know, it's training time and every time is, is a great time. Well, Diego, thank you so much for doing this again. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it, Colin. Uh, and uh, thank you, uh, BJJ Punkon. And let's do it. Fe February 6th. I'm excited for that. All right. We're joined by UFC bandweight Cody Stamen, who's got a big fight coming up. Cody, how's it going? I'm great, brother. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, supposed to fight Marab on February 6th. This is a fight a lot of people wanted to see. And then he gets covid when that happened, was it basically keep me on this card or was there ever talk of the UFC wanting to push that fight back? You know, I mean, after it it, it got squashed, uh, the fifth, you know, I, I put a lot of effort into, you know, getting ready for the fifth. I hurt my back. I asked for a couple more weeks. I said, no, uh, they're going to go with somebody else. I said, you know, I get it. That's the game. And then, you know, they couldn't find anyone. It shows up again. Well, now I've been training for this for Marab for four months, you know what I mean? And anytime you're putting that amount of work in, you do, you want the opportunity to, you know, get in the cage and, and take care of business. So I was looking for a sure thing, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to just stay ready and hope that they would get me someone for February. Um, and if they couldn't, I would, I would have waited for Marab on a later date, but uh, you know, lucky for me, Andre stepped up and, and that's going to happen. So, uh, you know, at least I'll get, you know, the opportunity to show how hard I've been working for the last four months. Yeah. And I talked to Andre what, before his last fight in September and he was saying you guys were kind of linked to a fight. I think it was in the summer before that old Jimmy Rivera stuff came up. Was that ever a thing? Like he said he would got offered you or something. Really? Uh, yeah. I never got offered him. That's, that's, uh, that's surprising. I don't know when we would have fought maybe when, uh, Kelleher, when I fought. Kelleher, yeah. 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 That, that would make sense. Maybe he got offered it then. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that would make sense, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I never heard his name before. So I didn't really know who he was. Was this someone you wanted, or were you hoping it was going to be a rank guy? Because you're you've already taken that fight outside the rankings with Brian Keller. I thought they would have given you another rank guy. I just don't think there was any rank guys that were you know willing to fight me on three four weeks notice. Um, you know, and like realistically. It, does it does it i mean does it matter i mean the rankings obviously everyone holds so much weight in the rankings but uh i mean the rankings change based on who's fighting who i mean not even like whether you're fighting or not you know i mean i was ranked 10th and i lost to jimmy and somehow now i'm 13th like people are jumping the line that aren't even beating guys that are ranked and it doesn't you know it doesn't always make the rankings don't always make sense to me and uh i feel like if if you honestly believe that the rankings are an actual you know, uh, I, like, they they actually mean something. They don't. I mean, they really, really yeah. don't. I mean, they're good guys, and obviously the good guys are going to be ranked the best guys in the division if they're fighting the best guys, the hardened veterans. But at this time, making, um, it's just about getting the, the in-cage experience. You know, obviously, I fought. I fought nothing but ranked guys. I fought six ranked guys in my my fighting career. I've only had two guys outside of the rankings uh, in my entire UFC career. So, um, you know, I'm happy to get someone that's not ranked because it's been killer after killer after killer. Not saying Andre's uh, or Andre's not, but um, there is a different level. 
And just before we get more into your fight, but do you think that Marab fight is one that's going to happen just because you guys have spent so much time working on each other? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, if I had the kind of performance that I'm planning to have next Saturday night, I don't know that I'm going to need to fight Marab. Marab was just uh, a ranked guy that everybody kind of saw as unbeatable. And really nobody wanted – I mean, look, they couldn't even find the guy replacement. Nobody wants to fight that guy. You know what I mean? And, and everyone looks at him like he's the best wrestler in the Bantamweight division. But uh, I don't necessarily see him that way. Um, I think that, you know, I, I can I can wrestle with a guy. I just think he has the best cardio. I think he pushes the hardest pace uh, in the division. And I really did want to test myself against someone like him. But there are a lot bigger fish in the sea, bigger names. Um, you know, we'll see what opportunity comes up. You know, if Murat keeps coming up, obviously I've said yes to that fight twice. I really see why I would say, you know, I would see Marab go fight somebody. You know, I'd like to see him beat somebody worthy, bring some more name value to the table. And now into your fight, obviously, the first thing I have to bring up is you've talked about before. You have little T-Rex arm. That's why you wouldn't go up to featherweight. And Andre is one of the bigger guys at Banway. Like, he has like a foot inch reach, like a foot long reach advantage over you. Like, how do you Ten inches, that? yeah. I think he's going to have a 10 inch reach advantage. Um, Listen, I fought guys that came before. I fought Tyrion Ware, same thing. Yep. He was 5'8", 74-inch reach, same as Andre Ewell, boxer. The only difference is that one was orthodox, one was southpaw. Um, and not only that, but most of my training partners are, you know, most of the good wrestlers I've prepared for uh, against in this camp. You know, Mark Dickman, he's like 5'10", with like a 73-inch reach. Like, I was going against tall guys the entire camp. Um, and most of my training partners are, are bigger. They're, they're 45 pounders. They're 55 pounders. So, I mean, listen, I've been short my whole life. I've fought guys with longer arms than me my entire fighting career. Um, is this going to be any different? Yeah, I think it is going to be a little bit different because it's like he's one of the, the it's like abnormal. You know, like when I first went out and fought Tyrion and Ware, like I threw a kick and he hit me with a jab. And I was like, wow, like I can't believe that he hit me from that far away. Um, but. pretty fast in the cage and honestly if if you're under you you got to keep me off you for 15 minutes in a really small cage i mean that's what he has to do all i got to do is get inside one time because once i figure out how to get inside you know what i mean i just unlock pandora's box and i'm just gonna keep doing it over and over again and that's just that's just bad news and you're someone too where it doesn't matter if he stuffs the first takedown because you're gonna keep going and going and going like do you think that relentless pace and that rep relentless grappling is eventually going to try to break him yeah i mean i feel like i could i could definitely you know i've said it before i think that with how much wrestling i've done for this camp i've done more wrestling for this camp than i've wrestled in the last two years of my fighting career you know just in preparation for Marab. i was offensively wrestling defensively wrestling just like the wrestling pace that i can put on right now is i've never been able to do this in my entire fighting career i've never had the the gas tank that I have right now, honest to God, I've, n- I've never had, I just knew what I was getting into fighting Moran. I knew that I had to be so well conditioned in preparation for a fight like him. I, Cause that was how I could find Moran. I think I'm more skilled than him, but if he's going to beat me, he's got to, he's got to wear me out, you know? So I just, I wanted to make sure that that absolutely could not happen. So if, if I want to go after Andre, you will take down after take down after take down after take down, 
I can 100% do that. And I know that I can break them that way. I mean, I think that's the safest way for me to fight, right? But honest to God, I think I can I can strike with them too. You know what I mean? Like, of course, when you're fighting someone that long, it, it prevents its challenges. But I, I mean, I don't really care. You know, I've been working a lot on my striking. So it's like, do I want to go in there knowing that I can absolutely wrestle fuck this guy and just, just do that? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, that, that secures a win, but you also want to be, I don't want to necessarily be known as a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that wrestling title came by accident. I don't actually wrestle that much. I just, I find takedowns in fights, you know, I, they just come to me naturally. I think it was just the first martial art I did. So, you know, when, when shit hits the fan or the opportunity presents itself, I shoot and I have a good shot. Uh, I have one of the best shots in MMA, I think, you know, I mean, I take everybody down. I've taken everyone down. So, uh, you know, the takedown's always there, but realistically, you know, I want to crack this guy. Like, I want to hurt him on his feet. And you look at Andre, well, if you do end up getting him down, which I fully expect you will get him down eventually, he's been tapped out by Nathaniel Wood. Marlon Vera ground upon him out. Like, do you think it's the fight? You finally get that first UFC finish under your belt? Uh, God, that's, that's something that's eluded me, and it's absolutely drives me nuts because – I put guys down in the gym all the time and like I'll, I'll hit somebody and they'll do the stanky leg and then I get in the fight and like people don't really come after me. You know what I mean? They, they, they don't really necessarily come after me. I think the most aggressive guy I fought so far was probably uh, Jimmy Rivera. And that was a fight that I just didn't even train for. You know what I mean? I was in terrible shape and uh, I almost got him with a couple of big ones. And it's, it's like guys, they wait for me. They don't give me that opportunity to create that collision. You know what I mean? To where in the gym, you know, no one's necessarily as worried as they are in the cage about getting knocked out. You know, I think Andre, you will come forward with his hands. I think he will give me that opportunity, but I think I can do it on my feet. I think I can knock him out on my feet. I, I really, really believe that uh, in my heart. I mean, I've been, I've been sitting guys down consistently now for, Three months. I mean, my plan to fight Murad was to knock him out. I wasn't gonna, you know, I was I was gonna offensively wrestle him and let him know that I could take him down, and then I was gonna knock him out. Um, so my game plan isn't to ground and pound uh, Andre Evil down. It's it's to it's to take him down to lead to the to the knockout. You know, I want to finish a fight on my feet, and I want to see somebody crumble. Um, on their feet. I mean, I know I can do it on the ground, but I want to see it on my feet. Uh, just a few more things. Obviously, this is your first bantamweight fight in a couple ones. Obviously, the Kelleher yeah. Rivera were featherweight. Yeah. Are you a bit worried or not worried about a bit dreading that cut back down to 35? Oh, I'm dreading it. I can't. Oh, man. I, every time I think about it, it makes me sick. Uh, it's a hard cut for me. Uh, 35 is tough. It's really, really tough. You know, but I've been in camp now since like September. So, um, my weight's good. You know, I've actually, it's, it's, it's the best it's been. And it's because I came in so much lighter, you know, I mean, you go, I'm preparing for a fight. I get hurt. I'm out for like a week and a half, two weeks, and then I'm back in the gym. So I didn't really have time to blow up. So I've been consistently low this whole time, um, which is weird. And I've, I've ate more than I've ever eaten before. And my weight's better than it when it would normally be normally, you know, I get, I get huge. I'll be 170 pounds. I'm like just a little fat kid. I can't even 
I can't help it. But I mean, this time around, it's been pretty consistently low the whole time. So, um, no, I'm, dude, I hate, I hate cutting weight. I hate the diet. I hate that mess. Of, the, the only part of the sport I really dislike is, is that part, but, uh, it's good this time around. So, I mean, sure that the last 24, 48 hours are really going to suck. They always do, but, um, I'm not as stressed as I usually am. Usually at this point, I'm like shit in my pants. Like, man, I got to cut, you know, a hard, a solid 20 pounds of water. And this time around, it's going to be less than that. And just last thing, obviously, ranked 13. Like, what do you think a win over Andre does for you? He's not ranked, but to me, I think this win just puts you right back to where you were before that Rivera loss where you're probably getting a top 10 guy or so, at least one ranked ahead of you. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe even higher, but, you know, the only guys I've lost to are, are guys in the top 10, and I beat guys in the top 10. I've beat guys in the top 15. I've beat four guys in the top 15. Uh, so, I, I mean, this shit doesn't make any sense to me, but um, I don't care what the rankings are. I just want to – I want to fight the best. I want to fight names. I want to fight the legends of the sport. I want to fight – I want to have guys like Jose Aldo and – Frankie Edgar and the elites on my resume when this is all over. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking for those big fights. I want those big opportunities um, because I think finally now I have the experience in the cage, in the UFC to really go after those guys. You know what I mean? To where I was fighting guys like Brian Caraway and I was fighting Aljamain Sterling. It was like my second and third UFC fights. You know what I mean? Like I really hadn't had any experience this level i went from fighting in someone's backyard to fighting at t-mobile you know what i mean like and it happened in six months like i didn't have time to adjust the new level um and you know i didn't come from a, a big mega gym where i was you know going with these guys that are on that elite level every day so and now i am now i now i know where i stack up i've I'm, a million times I'd go back and kick the shit out of myself. If you know, we went back, I went back and fought. So I'm definitely ready for those big fights. All right. Well, Cody, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. All right. We're joined by UFC bandweight, Andre Ewell, who's got a big fight against a ranked opponent, Cody Stamen coming up here. Andre, how's it going? Pretty wonderful, man. You know, waking up and getting in the mood to do, or, you know, end up uh, cutting my, finish cutting my rest of my weight and that's where i'm at right now yeah f fights coming up here soon uh short notice obviously cody Stamen was supposed to fight marab when did you kind of first hear about this fight because uh last time i talked to you you mentioned you were linked to cody in the summer but not, it didn't come to fruition well uh that definitely didn't happen but when i ended up finding out about this one was about like three weeks ago but reality it's like is it that I really have a short notice because I've been trying to fight since my last opponent, you know, and granted that's four months or give or take. And I've been trying to fight this whole time. And so I've only been preparing for wrestlers because everybody in my weight class is either wrestlers or black belts. So in reality, it's not really a short notice fight for me like that. Yeah, and Cody Seaman, basically just you described him, just that wrestler, like a hard-nosed wrestler, just likes to get you down to the ground, does a lot of damage on the ground. Basically, is this fight, what you've been training is stuff those takedowns, and you think you're going to have a lot of success? Oh, definitely, definitely. It's one of those situations where not only stopping takedowns end up 
pushing my aura out and on top of that let them know that my wrestling is just as good as their wrestling and my jits is just as good as theirs like you know so one thing that's uh if i'm weak at i'm always um open to honestly strengthen it or figure out the uh loopholes that i need to you know mend them how much do you look at Cody's last fight against Jimmy Rivera? Because Jimmy was a guy that was able to stuff the takedowns. And we saw obviously Stamen on the wrong end of a decision just because Rivera kept it standing and then just used his striking just to kind of piece up Cody. Well, excuse me. Uh, my apologies. All right. Uh, no, with that one, things can end up flipping in many, many directions, you know, because not only that, Jimmy's like basically the same height as him or a little bit shorter or a little bit taller, but little uh match as if you get low or or just as low wrestling can get uh you know canceled out and that was like one thing about when him and sterling ended up fighting it was getting canceled out because uh sterling was not only moving but at the same time staying very aggressive at that height level and with me i know that i have an advantage on height but at the same time it can end up being my like my weakness so in other words there's certain things i have to end up correcting to make sure that it end up not becoming an um, issue but you yeah, everybody knows that i come to fight so i am going to be in his face so if it's wrestling he wants to do then we'll do wrestling but it's going to be one of those things if he constantly keeps uh shooting he's gonna he's gonna end up find himself end up either getting choked out or you know i'll just put leave it like that either end up getting really choked out uh, something that is really interesting to me about this fight is this i'd have to look at it. this has to be like right up there for the biggest like a discrepancy between reaches like he has 64 and a half and you have a 75 inch reach like that's a 12 and a half inch reach and you don't really see people having a foot reach advantage like how important do you think that's gonna be in this fight uh definitely big big uh obviously it will be a big piece if i use it you feel me and i'm going to use it but you know well, that's what everybody's mindset well yeah he has that super reach advantage but if he gets past it what is he doing and you know if you look at all my fights with all my other opponents everybody sees what happens when they so-called get past my uh my reach advantage so at the end of the day like i stated i'm going to be in his face so uh that's how that's how we're gonna end up having this party started uh that first takedown attempt how big do you think that's gonna be because if you stuff it i think that's gonna hurt his confidence they'll not be able to get you down on that first attempt oh definitely i think i'm already hurt his confidence as soon as he ends up seeing me face to face that's how I honestly feel. I think I'm already going to be in his head. Uh, to be honest, I, I feel like I am already in his head. Just the fact is that I am supposed to be a walkover fight for him. But the funny thing is, not a lot of people want to fight him except me. You know, I'm always down to fight better opponents or best opponents or wherever, you, wherever the case is. And so at this moment, I, I feel like I'm already in his head because he's I'm the, you know, what is the, the betting at this moment? Like, I believe I am like, uh, I'm just looking here. You're plus 250. He's minus 300. So a pretty, pretty big favorite. So in their head is put like that. And, you know, so I'm going to guarantee I'm putting money on me. And I'm about to be coming up, um, you know, a lot of, I'm about to come out with a lot of money. So there you go. Do you actually like betting on yourself? Because I've talked to some fighters. They like betting. They just don't bet on themselves because they don't feel like it. And then other fighters say, oh, I'll bet on myself no matter what the odds are. Uh, truly told, I'm not really a betting man like that. Like, don't get me wrong, I bet here and there, and I haven't bet on myself. But if I had an opportunity to, this would be the best one. Cause right now, 
he's supposed to win. So I already know I'm already in his head because he already in the back of his head is if I don't win, hey, they can kick me out or hey, I lost to somebody I wasn't supposed to. But in reality, I already know that this is where I belong and I'm supposed to I belong in 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 the rankings. It's just I have to have the opportunities. And the one time that I had the opportunity, I was short by uh, a Florida uh, opponent, Cheeto. So it ends up happening his night that night. But if it, you know, we ended up rewinding that, I beat him nine times out of 10. So, Are you surprised Cody took this fight? Because this seems like a, a high risk, low reward for him. Because if he goes out there and beats you, yeah, like he's kind of in a lose lose to me because he goes out there and beats you. Everyone goes, oh, well, he should have beat Andre. Like that, it doesn't really do anything for him. But if you go and beat him, like that's going to hurt his stock. He's probably out of the rankings. Like if for you, this is like all the gain, really, in my opinion. I don't think that it's going to make his lose his stock by losing to me. And you got to end up understanding that. What I ended up stating uh, not too long ago, not a lot of people want to fight Cody. People yeah. don't get that. Like, uh, it was the same thing with Cheeto. No one wanted to fight Cheeto. And I am the one that walked in and said yes to it. Um, you end up finding a lot of people where they say, hey, we're not ready. Or, hey, we want this, but we want it at this time. Or, hey, we'll fight him if he comes up, wait. Or something like that. There's always a case or to end up making the, you know, their sides a little bit more favorable. You know, he was supposed to fight three times or two times, I believe with uh, Mareb, you know, and first case was he had to pull out and this one, Mareb had to pull out and other people have a chance to honestly take number 13, but they're saying no to it. You got to think about this. Why? Cause Oh, it's a short notice instead of being ready you know, at all times type thing. Not a lot of people end up uh, want, want to fight the guy and that's just how it is. And I'm the guy that's willing and open to honestly take that um, that chance. You know, you know how many opportunities you're gonna end up ever having in life. Freaking, I just turned 33. Think about it. Like how many opportunities I am really gonna end up having to take over this uh, this game. Right now, I'm on the fast right to the uh, fast track to number one. And that's how and that's how we're gonna. I'm gonna take every advantage and I'm gonna push forward on every one of them and show I belong. You know, and then at the same time, people say. Ain't not much to gain as in the losing the stock. You got to remember, Cheeto wasn't ranked until after he fought me. Yep. Fact. You know, so that's already showing you where the UFC already has in mind with me. It's just I got to do my job and basically finish everything. I finish, I'll be just as much talk as everybody else, like O'Malley and everybody else. Think about it. I'm literally fights of, um, like, say, for instance, all the four um, wins that I have. If I ended up finishing all of those or, you know, Beating them the way I'm supposed to beat them, as in knockout and all that other stuff. I'll be the uh, top guy, probably have been ranked and all this other shit. Yeah, think about that. Is there been a pressure on you to get a stoppage? Like you just mentioned there, like uh, obviously finishes do a lot of stuff. It, people take notice of the finishes wins. Your fights are still very entertaining. You're on the brink of finishing. You just haven't been able to get it. Like, do you have put a bit of pressure on yourself to go out there and finish this guy? Uh, a bit. Just like just in one, um, like all those finishes, I like how you said I keep them exciting. It's because I'm always trying to be a, a, a crowd pleaser, fan pleaser, you know. I, I fight for the fans type thing. And I could do this whole um, this whole uh, look for the finish and everything and, and actually most likely get the finish, but it'll be a boring setup. Like, you know, it's one of those when I one-shot punch people or try to, you know, counter off of uh, whatever it ends up getting um, brought in type thing. I could be that guy, 
but it's going to end up building up boringness to where people are not going to end up, you know, tuning in until the knockout happens. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a knockout. Awesome. But look how long it took them to get there. Like, you know, so everything, like I said, it's approach of how you end up approaching. You know, you might have some people who are mad aggressive and you might have some people that are going to try to play it safe. And a lot of people that fight me play it safe in the first round because they know I always come out hot. So it's like, hey, let me stay away from them, you know. And then if I end up playing it safe as well, we're going to have a very long, boring first round that no one wants to watch. Are you with me? And there's my stock automatically dropping. And, and then it kind of comes into what was, ends up happening in the second round. Because obviously the second round is, hey, we got to pick up this pitch because we might have lost the first round. So there we go. You know, and then your real fight don't happen or that will get your real fight. But then after that, what's happening in the third? Stuff like that, man. And Cody Seaman obviously is a ranked guy. So what do you think a win here does for you? Because I think a win here obviously puts you in the rankings, but it allows you to start calling your shots or you can start calling these top guys out. Oh, definitely. You ended up uh, saying it at all. It's going to place me in number 13. So I want everybody to start calling me number uh, number 13. Call me 13. You feel me? And then uh, two, you know, it's going to end up placing me, like you said, where I'm able to call out anybody. And I'm going to end up calling out legends because that's that's how I kind of like I like want to go about it. Like Uriah Favor, I'm going to try to bring him back out one time. Let him, uh, you know, have a little taste back of the cage again. You know, it's been a long time since what, uh, since he fought, um, he fought Peter Yana at what, 245, like December, 2019. So yeah, quite a yeah. while. Yeah. I feel like that's a long time. So might as well bring him back out. And then, you know, Dominic Cruz is also out there. He's cool peeps. So I would like to move with him. And then, uh, you know, you got Aldo that brought himself up in here now. And then, uh, eventually Cody, the other Cody. So, I end up looking at it, you know, I already have one legend out of my butt. Uh, uh, <laughs> my bad. No <laughs> yeah, I already have like one uh, legend uh, in my uh, my list already, already knocked down, and I got basically like three to four more uh, left to go. Uh, just a few more things, obviously. Uh, on the regional scenes, you were a guy that was active. You were fighting like five times a year, and the UFC's only been able to do twice a year. Are you hoping for a bit more activity this year? Oh, definitely. I'm looking for seven. <clears throat> I'm looking literally to fight seven times this year, and I, I feel like I'm able to put that all in. And uh, they just got to end up giving me um, a okay to it because I already know that I'm down. And they know that I'm down because I've been like – I was trying to fight mm, three times extra last year, you know, especially with that whole little six-month yeah. uh, break period. So I was like on a catch-up mode. But this time – or this year, like I said, I'm aiming for seven. And just uh, last thing, we've talked about it before, but you're a massive guy. Like, what you've talked about making that move to featherweight. Like, how many more bantamweight fights do you think you got until you make that move? Because that move is inevitable. Well, the goal is I was telling my manager for this one um, this year, um, if I can, I can do two and two or like splitting, um, like splitting all the automatically in half, where we're trying to attempt of a half where it's like, do four um, bantam weights, which one this one's going to be counted as one, yeah. and then three uh, uh, featherweights, you know, just kind of like test test the, test the waters with um, on it this year. But, but I think you got to get a ranking in bantamweight first because then you can start calling rank guys in featherweight because then you don't want to make all that work at bantamweight, not <laughs> get ranked, and then have to do the exact same thing at featherweight. 
No, yep, you're definitely right. And that's why this fight's very important. So when it ends up becoming me number 13, and then, you know, I end up, like I said, I'm going to call out uh, Uriah Favor, bring him out, and Dominic Cruz, or winner of Dominic and Casey, you know, because I believe Dominic right now is 11 and Casey's 15. So by me winning, I should be right there in the middle, like, you know, <laughs> number 13. So now I'll be able to call out 11 or Rivera, shit, hell. There's like a lot of people that I'm able to end up calling. So as soon as I get top to ranked in the um, top 10, um, featherweight is definitely what I'm going for and definitely going to end up calling. Might as well start looking up opponents. All right. Well, Andre, thanks so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Man, no problem. Thank you for having me, man. And my apologies on, you know, being so early for me. Yeah, no <laughs> worries at all. Hey. All right, we're joined by UFC light heavyweight Mike Rodriguez, who's returning pretty soon. Mike, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Um, before we get into your fight, we obviously have to talk about that last one. Very controversial. You should have got the TKO win over at Herman. But the part I want to talk about is the appeal. Like, were you surprised the appeal got denied? Just because everyone always just tries to appeal stuff, and they always get denied. But in your case, like, it was a legit, like, that should have been at worst a no contest. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't I didn't understand it, but I just took it how it is, you know. I was like so confused. I'm like, oh how how? was that a, like how do you appeal it? But I don't know. Did you see after your fight too, they started doing more like the instant replays and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I started seeing it afterwards. But it's all good. I'm glad it, it you know, it went down in history as for like a change in the sport. So that's good you're fighting a guy coming off a win. Normally UFC match makes guys coming off wins against coming off wins. Do you kind of view the UFC thinks like they're treating that as a win for you? Yeah. Um, that was, that was the thing going after, after that fight. That's what Mick was saying. He's like, everybody said that you won that fight. So they're like, we're going to match you against somebody that you, who, who is, who has a win as well. So that's how we're here today. And Danilo Marquez, obviously, coming up his UC debut, a decision win over Keith uh, Ibrahimov. What did you take away from that performance? Um, I could tell he was very rusty. Like, it, it was a while since – because he had a, a big layoff. So, um, I kind of, like, don't – I kind of get skilled. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a pass kind of a deal because he just, he just came back. So, but uh, I think his um, – the best that we're gonna see from him is when he comes fighting me, because I think he's gonna be on. He's gonna be full fledged into a full camp. He's just coming off a win, you know. He got some momentum, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great fight. You just brought up the is momentum. How, you're someone you were riding momentum out and entering that Ed Herman fight, coming off that win. Like, yeah, I remember talking to you before, and you said, "Oh, that's just like do or die for me." So, well, what's the momentum like now entering this fight compared to what it was before that Procneo fight? Uh, what it's about now is consistency, you know, got to stay consistent. So that's what the big kicker is now. It's just staying, being, being ready, staying consistent and trying to continue to execute. You, uh, all the fights have been in Vegas, but so far. Are you happy with that or do, or do you wish you would have been heading out to fight Island? No, 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 no. I'm glad I'm in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Because I guess you probably had a bunch of teammates, and Tyson's been out there too. So have you heard all the stories? Yeah. Like, I don't want to go. Yeah, I've heard it from everybody. But it's like, nope, don't want to go. So I'm like, nah, I'm good. I mean, it would be cool to experience it, though. It yeah. would be cool. 
like like you mentioned, Marquez entering that fight hadn't fought in like two and a half years. So like, do you really put much stock in the last fight, or do you just kind of view it as like like you mentioned, like he's rusty and you can't really put much stock into what he looks like in that fight? Yeah, kind of the both, kind of both. Like some things I do I do pay very close attention to, but most of the time it's like most of it's like I can't really judge because it it was a a while since his last fight, you know. Is that hard to prepare for then, just because you don't know if that truly is what he's like as a fighter, or if that was just because of the layoff? No, no, no. That's it. You still have to prepare. Still got to be prepared. I mean, I can't control any of that. I can only control what I can do. So that's it. I'm just staying on top of me. You obviously have a ton of knockout power. We've seen Marquez get knocked out for. Is that kind of how you see this fight playing out? I plan on knocking him out. Yes, I plan on finishing him. What do you think a win over Danilo does for you? Just because, obviously, it technically would be three fights in a row, winning streak. Like, where do you think that puts you in light heavyweight division? Um, I think it. I'm I'm creeping up there. Not up there yet, but I'm creeping up there. Uh, last year, two fights. Is that kind of what you're looking for this year? Or are you hoping to be a bit more active? No, I want I want I want to squeeze in like three. That's why I'm glad this one's like in February and not like in like March or something like that. Or like not even March, but somewhere like in April or something. I got like enough time to plan out, you know what I mean, my fights. So yeah. I'm trying to get trying to squeeze in two more. I'm trying to squeeze in three. Are this card too, like it's a obviously it's not a pay per view, but I think this card's gonna be one of the bigger fight nights to do. Super Bowl weekend is always a big one for the UFC. They're getting back to it, like right. excited to be on this card. Hell yeah, I'm super pumped. <laughs> Is uh who's gonna be your corner? The regular guys like Tyson and all them. It's gonna be uh Jake Jake Manini. Right now he's in. He was just there with uh Calvin. He's in uh, Abu Dhabi still. Um Joe Joe Lozon and uh, Steve Mays. Uh, Joe Lozon, like how important do you think he is for you? Just because he's kind of seen everything in the fight game. He knows what to say. And Mama Joe, Mama Joe, he's good, man. I love Joe. Joe's a good guy. He um he's super important to me. He's the mom of the clique. He's always like <laughs> he really is, but he's he's awesome though. Yeah, and you guys kind of have that chip on your shoulder, like obviously with Tyson and everything with that New England cartel. Like the Boston guys are sticking together. Like how much, like realistically, when do you think that Boston's gonna get another UFC champ? Um, I don't know, man. I think the the only person granted, despite you know this weekend, but Calvin, man, he's the he's the goat. He can get it. He definitely can. Yeah, Rob Font there too. Like, and you're coming Rob up like too. light heavyweight divisions wide open. Like, you go out beat Danilo. You're probably getting what? Do you like? Do you think a win here gets you a rank guy or just someone shy of the rankings? I think I'll probably get somebody uh, after the Danilo fight. I'll probably get somebody that's like, like, um, who's probably on a hot buzz right now too. So I'll probably just match that guy. Do you plan on making any callouts? No, nah, I'm not the call-out guy, man. I'm not. Because, like, I mean, I got to fight whoever. And then, like, you amped us up. We see what happened with the Ferguson and Khabib thing. They never fought each other. And they call each other all the time. I feel like when you call people out, you never get a chance to fight them. So I'm just like, you know what? Give me. I'll fight everybody. Who cares? Well, obviously, once all this stuff is over, like, are you looking forward to that regular UFC Boston card? Because I think – that now yes. it means a lot more. Like you could have Calvin atop the card. You could have Rob as like a co-main. You could have yourself, even Joe. Maybe Joe's coming back for one more. Like 
now you guys are all becoming top contenders would be a much bigger card for the region. Oh yeah, I would love that. I would love to fight in Boston. And just a couple more things is obviously you're getting into the or you're not getting into. You've been in the streaming. What's that been like for you? It's been good. I took a I'm taking time off it for this camp because I'm just so busy and I like uh, I just don't have time, the energy and time. But uh, yeah, I'll be back to it though. Right this camp's over. Uh, Max Holloway's big into the streaming, but he always says, don't be talking about fighting when you come into my stream. Do you kind of hold that same rule, or are you open to anyone talking about fighting? No, we can talk about whatever. We, you know, Some people come in, and then we sit there, we'll shoot the shit about fighting. They ask me questions. Cause it's it's not like, they're not asking me like, like the questions they ask me usually, they ask me usually is like questions for them to get into it, to see if they it's made for them. You know what I'm saying? Or like, to see like um what they should more like advice things not like they're not they're not asking me from like a fan's perspective they're asking for advice like things for them usually it's like fitness and health stuff things like that but yeah now nah, no like sometimes i get like fight questions but not not too crazy after the fight though what game are you going back into um i want i do i want to get into tarkov play more tarkov i got to play more tarkov yeah i love that game i just been neglecting it. I'm so dedicated to Siege. <laughs> Do you like the Assassin's Creed games? I'm playing the new one. I think it's really good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I definitely want Valhalla. Yeah. I stopped playing I stopped playing Assassin's Creed since uh three. No, I played oh. Revelations too. I think Revelations was after no no it was three three. Yeah three was the last one I played. Well what's like the one game when someone says I'll oh, like play a video game, what's the one you recommend for me? I think Red Dead Two is like one of the best games I've ever played. Ever played? You said I can't hear you. Repeat that again. Uh, what's like the one game that you would recommend? Because for me, it's Red Dead Two. Like I think that's one of the best games I've ever played. Oh yeah, Red Dead is phenomenal. Um, one of the ones I always recommend is Metal Gear Solid. The Metal Gear Solid series is iconic. It's so good. It's so good. Anybody can pick it up and like it. And then probably Last of Us. Yeah, that's supposed to be another one. Yeah. If the UFC had like a video game tournament, there's obviously a lot of gamers out there, like you, Whitaker, Holloway. Oh, what game would you challenge those yeah. to? We would have to play Siege, man. I know they all play. They all play uh, Black Ops and everything. Yeah. I mean, not Black Ops, uh, Warzone. But man, I, I can't. I can't compete with that. But I mean, I'll, I'll still get a crack. I'll play it. So, you know, it's whatever. Uh, just last thing is obviously you mentioned you want to get active this year so everything goes your way like how quickly when's that ideal time for you to return uh it all depends on how i feel after this fight but i i want to get right back to it if i can all right well mike thank you so much for doing this again i really appreciate it thank you man thank you for having me